Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. It is Sports Sunday with Mike, Rashad, and Joe here with you until 11 o'clock. I walked in and I was very confused. There was just food in front of me. <laughs> and uh, Rashad was like, yeah, man, we're going to try some food on the air. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, man. I, you know, I've been seeing these Wendy's breakfast commercials, and I've had it one time. And I was like, oh, no. Solid. Right? You know, it wasn't, you know, wasn't bad. So- but Solid. I decided to get these other things from the menu that I didn't try. And uh, I think Joe has try- been to Wendy's breakfast before. I haven't had Wendy's breakfast, but I did recently try that uh, hot honey chicken sandwich with, like, fried pickles on it. That mm-hmm. sounds yummy. It was pleasantly delightful. You know, Wendy's is... is really underrated sometime as far as the the burger game is concerned i was talking about this with joe on uh hot corner two weeks ago yeah we had a little we had uh, a little fast food discussion yes and uh i think we both agreed that wendy's was up in the top three of the uh, fast food places right did you agree with me on that joe uh yes yes um, we like yeah. the square the square burgers fresh never frozen yes fresh never frozen so now, you know, I, I have made it very clear on the air many times here that I do not eat fast food normally. Um, I have fast food like once every two years, so this will be my once every two years. Well, there you go. Because I think the last time I had it was a Carl's Jr. burger that also was brought to this station. Oh, no, it was probably the McDonald's challenge I did two years ago. Yeah. I remember that. That was, the, la- that was the last time I had fast food. That would be the last time I think a lot of us had fast food if we had to do that <laughs> to be honest like just yeah. from doing it vicarious through oh my gosh when i'm when I just listening to your voice you know following that and then <sighs> talking to you the next day it was like oh man you can tell that, yeah like, so if you number. if you were not around for that that was on prime time and i uh i was an idiot although i guess it was great content but i was an idiot there was a a, a viral picture going around twitter and it was a tray of mcdonald's that had Four medium sodas, three double quarter pounders with cheese, one single quarter pounder with cheese, and two fries, regular fries. I think they were regular fries, maybe large fries on a tray. And it was like, could you eat this all in two hours for blank amount of money? And I was like, two hours? Give me like an hour, right? Because I'm, I'm a big food guy. I, I am known to, if, I, uh, if I'm feeling particularly splurgy i will uh, i will gorge myself and i'm pretty good at eating a lot of food i'm a large individual and um and uh 
I, I tweeted that, and then I should not have tweeted that because you know who saw that tweet? Jason Sukanik. You know what Jason Sukanik does? Uh, he follows through on things like that sometimes. <laughs> things that are somewhat torturous. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go ahead and make that other person do it. So he brought me in that entire amount of food, and I started eating it at three when the show began, and I had until five to finish it, and I did it. I finished it at four thirty. It was an hour and a half, and I was dying. Well, the good news is dying. You don't have to eat all of these. I know that's you true. Know, so you that know, is true. Gonna, Although if I like it, who knows? If you like it, you know you might scarf it down during the. One break, of these is know? much smaller than the other. It looks like a little slider as opposed to a big old hunkin' yes. burger. So the one, the hunkin' burger that you're talking about is the baconator breakfast sandwich. Whoa! Which I'm really excited. So to it try. actually I, is I a baconator honest. with an egg, maybe. Well, it's instead of the. Uh, the the meat patty it's a uh, it's sausage ah so it's beef it's sausage That's I could I could get with that pretty good right you know so I'm excited for that one and there's a uh, a cheese sauce that's that's on it as well as the regular extra cheese. messy so I'm so looking for that and then the other one is the honey butter biscuit mm. so just the biscuit it's yeah just okay. the biscuit there's with, no, with not a, a, a chicken oh okay yeah so there's a piece of chicken mm. in there so okay. looking forward to these man I got to be honest looked like Joe already kind of got started he did what I think, think I think he's already finished the small one. Yeah. <laughs> someone, I couldn't wait. I was hungry. Someone was hungry this morning. Legit. Um, yeah. So the, the thing that I found the worst about the challenge was the soda, to be honest with you. Can't do pop anymore. It was the four sodas. And I kind of, I thought I strategized it pretty well. Like I ate the fries first because the fries are just pure starch. And when you get full, that's what trying to eat that, it's, it's brutal. So I, I finished the fries before I ate anything else. And I was like, the burgers will be interesting enough, like different flavors that, that'll keep me going. The, the problem when you eat a lot, and I actually, yes, I did a little research before this. Um, I was looking up, uh, you know, Adam Richman, the old man versus food guy. He, he, I looked up one of his things, and he said that food with flavor is better when you're full because you the flavor makes you want to go back and keep eating it. If you're having something that's bland in one note. Like fries. Like fries. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, my God, I want to die. So I ate the burgers second, and while I was eating the burgers, I was drinking the soda. The problem was Did it I have had to be soda because I could because yes. I'm a big sweet tea and like high C fan. I mean, I guess it didn't have to be soda, but it was because uh, I'll take. Two I, I sweet think the teas assumption high C, orange high C's and be good because it's not carbonated. I think the assumption is that it had to be soda, and now Souk was nice and he was like, "Okay, I won't give you diabetes in one day," and he got me diet cokes instead of regular cokes. That's good. Um, the thing didn't, didn't get your Sprite. That would have that's that's the challenge. McDonald's Sprite right there. So sweet, <laughs> so syrupy, and uh, it was the soda that killed me. It was the carbonation. I was obviously I was feeling disgusting after eating it, but I had to finish two sodas in like thirty minutes. And when you're that full, and then the carbonation, and you're just sucking down. And it's not like you can aspartame. take a lot. Of, not like you take a lot of bathroom breaks when you're producing either. You know what I mean? So no, like I, cu- I couldn't go do wait. the uh, the mid big meal clear out. Yeah, you know, yeah, especially after something like that because you know it's coming. You know, are it's you coming. guys are you guys partial to that strategy? The mid big meal clear out? Uh, not not all, not really. I, I do that sometimes. If I I'm at like a fancy restaurant and there's a a lot of meals coming, a lot of courses in the middle, I'll be really full. I'll be like, yeah, okay, huh, I'll be right. I'm back. gonna go to the bathroom. No, no, yeah, no. I like to have a like nice little post meal, uh, much later on. Let everything kind of go down and then go to it. So, so yeah, man. So I figured take a bite of these. You know, we don't have to clear the whole thing. You know, while while we're on the air, but just. <laughs> Well, don't tell Joe that. He already finished. No, no, Joe's done. <laughs> Luckily, you know, his, his his mic is off. He didn't have to worry about anything. Yes. Well, well, and I also, you know, I, I think I just got, like, a little too excited because I uh, got two wisdom teeth taken out on uh, Friday mm, morning. Nice. It's and first so, time you've been able to chew anything for Yeah, I've, I've been kind of pushing the envelope on that, like, as far as they say, like, eat yogurts, applesauce, you know, smoothies, and then, like, Apples, later. yes. Friday lunchtime i had like some leftover pizza and i'm like well if that's microwave that gets pretty soft you know (laughs) i mean we can do that and then yeah it's it's been tough but uh you know i'm in i'm on the back stretch of healing up here and so that wasn't so bad eating that chicken sandwich as far as pain goes did you have the uh post dental work loopiness did they like put you under anything for it no 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 i've I've never had my wisdom teeth taken out so mine grew in perfectly man mine did too so that was thank you Lord. Yep, and then a uh, couple weeks, I'll have the bottom two taken out. So, 
we'll live it up, man. There you go, Joe. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to Tons it. I of mean, cookies and stuff like that, man. Jolly you just Ranch dunk the cookie candies. in milk for a long time, and it'll be Soak it. super easy to eat. Yeah, no, hasn't been very enjoyable. Well, I guess we'll come back from the break and uh, try these sandwiches, okay? You want to do that? You want to do it live on the air? Yeah, sure. Oh, or is no, that or great. is that too that's awkward? That's great radio, right? Or is that too awkward? Uh, might be a little awkward to listen to the people, you know, for people listening to us at least, you know. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. Might, Some might ASMR eating. Yeah, <laughs> might, might be a little weird. All right, fine. We'll try it in the break, and then we'll talk about it on the air. Yeah, there we go. Um, so uh, I want to talk some Blazers today. Rashad, Rashad is really gross. No, he's not. No, he's not. I, hear, I feel where you're going No, no, no. This. Like, you've been saying this for a little while, but I feel like it's coming to a crescendo in your mind that you are certain of this single fact. That the Blazers should trade Damian Lillard. You were like, before you were like, yeah, they should probably trade Dame. Like, he's kind of old. The rest of the team's going to be young. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You can get a lot for him. And I, I feel like now, the last two weeks, every time I come in here, you're talking to Joe already. And it's usually that conversation. <laughs> and you're very passionate about it. I'm just confused about it. You're, I'm, you're very passionate. So we'll talk about that. I also want to ask this question. If you were coaching in the NFL and were offered a boatload of money to do TV, would you leave the NFL to do TV? Because one coach had that opportunity and turned it down. And this coach is young and great. And he considered, I'm assuming, if he got to the offer phase, considered leaving for TV, which is insane to me. Also, where did all this TV money come from for these football guys? It's crazy. So we'll get to that. Uh, text us, 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. And then uh, you can find us on social media on Twitter, I am at Mike Lynch 27. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Joe is at JoeFish3FISCH. We will try these sandwiches in the break. We will come back with a full report. This is Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fans. All right. Well, we have uh, we have attempted both of the Wendy's breakfast sandwiches. Yes, I think we got a winner. The winner is the uh, the honey chicken biscuit. Yeah, in a landslide. Yeah, I like yeah. That one. I like it's uh, that. that one's really good, and it's small. The uh, the other one's fine, but. Uh, I don't. It's funny enough. I don't like the bacon in it. I'm not the a bacon big fan texture of the is really, really strange. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the sausage texture mm. of, of this one. It's funny, all, all all three of us have uh, have our own gripes with this. The sauce, n- not for me. Yeah. Oh, so, I but, actually kind of enjoyed the sauce. Well, what however, is it? It's it, cheese. It's melted it's a, cheese. Yeah. Well, there's it's like, like cheese with a slice of cheese, and then there's this yeah like white well, cheese yeah. sauce yeah. like yeah yeah so. yeah. What what kind of cheese is well, that? I don't know. I, Gouda. Gouda? It's Gouda? No, probably not. <laughs> you bought it, so I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. However, I will say this. If somebody gets this for you, you're not mad. Oh, good look. I'm going to smash that. I mean, I'm not. That's the yeah. thing. Like At first, I was like, boy, I'm not even that hungry right now, but I'm not yeah. mad. No, if somebody gets you the the ba- uh, Baconator breakfast sandwich, you're going to be like, oh, well, well, thanks. And I will say this morning, Rashad, you know, on the way, stopped at a 7-Eleven, got my uh, caffeine, my energy drink, and... Stopped and got Joey a uh, English muffin sandwich that they had there. And while I was getting one for him and not one for myself, I was a little bummed. Right. <laughs> and I was like, huh. Well, so this, so this, uh, this worked out for you. Yeah, and I show go. up and breakfast sandwiches galore. Yeah, everybody was famished and now, now we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I was not famished, but I'm happy because I, I I like this biscuit chicken one a lot. No, this was really good. And they're they're kind of small, so... Well, the, reg- like, the regular one isn't, but yeah, the, yeah, the no, chicken the, one, the you chicken can have one, like... It's, it's kind of, you can have a couple of them and be, and and not be happy. terrible about yourself. Yeah. Were these, paid like, by Wendy's. Were these like particularly cheap because they're smaller? Like uh, were these like a dollar? No, they were... Uh, I had the receipt. I might have tossed it. Uh, but I want to say they were about three bucks. Oh, okay. Right around there. I was hoping maybe for this size, I'd give you like yeah. three for like $3 you know, or something. But throw the chicken in there and, you know... There you go. Three bucks, I guess. All right, well... I want to, uh, we'll talk about the elephant in the room, Rashad, because you, you've kind of avoided it. Every time I brought it up, you're like, I don't want to get into that right now. I don't want to get into that right now because we talked about the Blazers. But mm-hmm. there has not been a lot of Blazers to discuss because the All-Star break has happened and they had plenty of days off. The tank is back on. It's back on. Because <laughs> Nurk has a phantom plantar fasciitis, or at least uh, they're finally going to do something about what he's been playing through since September. I love the timing. He's been playing the best basketball of his career. And let's shut it down. And he's a free agent at the end of the year. And you can't shut down Simons because you still want him to improve and you want to see him get more time. And, you know, you don't want to shut down the guys you acquired in the trade. Nurk, hey, big man, how's that foot feeling? And, you know, the cold part about that is it comes just at a time where I think fans really started to embrace Nurk again and start to say, oh, okay, he is good. There it is. Like there's there there are the flashes that we've been seeing. Now mind you, the foul stuff. Part of the gets, frustration. He gets the the dumbest fouls like in the world. Just reach out and like tap someone. Uh, foul like bro, what are you doing? Stop touching people. Just keep your hands at your side or keep them straight up or do something. But he gets the smallest ticky tack fouls and ends up on the bench. That's my my biggest one of my biggest gripes. Probably my biggest gripe with Nurkic is as good as you are, we need you on the floor at the end of the game and your fouls you know kind of keep you out of that situation. However, over these past few weeks Nurkic has really shown how good he is he's a he's a top 15 center in the NBA and well, I think that's and yeah. I, and, I, and honestly the I center position is so strange and, and now I, too yeah and that might sound like a like a diss you know what I'm saying in some ways but if you really look through the list of centers in the NBA there's more than you think you know and there's more people that are really out there averaging kind of double doubles and at the play the four and the five and you know Nurkic is with probably within that top 15 16 of bigs in the league right now and he's been showing it and so now that he's finally got a chance to really show his worth let's shut him down which i understand because we were trending the wrong way 
which was up, which is not the way I think anybody wanted to be going. Yeah. At that point. Four game know? win streak. So uh I, I'm I'm a part of me was glad that we played the Warriors to be able to kind of bring the team like back to reality, you know, in in some form. Um but you know it's so it's it's there's nothing cool about a tank. It's bittersweet. Like you want to watch the team play, but you know you're not really competing for anything. And so it's like, why watch? So you're in a really tough spot as a fan, you know, unless you just really love to watch basketball, regardless of who's playing and how they're playing. Um, that's different. But I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I think the uh I think the thing about it is at least there's now some hope with Chauncey Billups as the coach because of how they played in that little mini stretch. Right. And I think the thing was um, we weren't sure if Chauncey Billups, you know, disregard the off the court stuff because, you know, we, we talked about that and no, I don't think the Blazers did a true background check, but you know, it, at the point, at this point as a coach and he's got a five-year deal. So there's not much more we can really say about that as a coach. There was still some concern that Chauncey Billups was the right choice. He was Neil Olshay's guy. Olshay had been making many bad choices towards the end of his career as the GM, especially. Was he going to work? And was his style too old school for the new day NBA, right? He wanted high energy, constant effort on defense, which you don't see a lot of around the NBA. No, Some teams, teams do Utah, it. You know, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's only a couple. Memphis, Memphis is kind of doing it right now. You know, some teams can do it. And obviously in the playoffs, everyone does put that effort in, but that's what he really wanted. And I had my questions of, I don't know if you're going to be able to get any players who are going to play like this consistently, right? Like it's an 82 game season and it's the regular season and eight teams well, 10 teams now make the playoffs. So, so many teams don't play hard, but watching those four games, boy, it reawakened me as a blazer fan because you know, I'm not like a diehard Blazer fan or anything. I moved here. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a bandwagon Blazer fan, I guess if you want to call it that. I didn't really have a team. I stopped rooting for the Nets a long time ago. You know, I the, I kind of adopted the Blazers, but I had a really hard time watching them this year. Like to the it's point tough. where I thought it was the worst Blazer basketball I've watched since I've moved here, which has been 11 years now or 10 years now. Um, 11 years now. Holy crap! Yeah, it's been a and um, it was the worst basketball I had seen on the Blazers court with good players out there. And I was like, boy, I don't know if Chauncey Billups is the right guy. And watching the, this stretch of games kind of gave me that clarity of if he can get the right type of players, then this system will work. Now, I don't know if that means star players. I don't know what that means for the cap space they have. We, we talked about that at the trade deadline. They've got options. They uh, can make trades. They can try to sign free agents, which we know is not very successful, but they can try. But the fact that he was able to turn a team that had Nurk and Winslow and Josh Hart and Anthony Simons and CJ Ellaby into a four-game win, four winning streak team against you know a couple of iffy teams and then two good teams, okay, I see what he's looking for. And then I remember watching that game um, against the Grizzlies, who were at full strength. John Morant was playing. It was night for Jaw too. It was beautiful basketball. Like they're cutting. There's no isolation ball uh, or play. There's you know defensive effort across the board. There's really balanced scoring, and it was nice to see that system in place because it gave me hope that maybe Chauncey Billups can be the right guy for the job. Because I really was wavering. No, it it was. Isn't it messed up that like when a team is asked to play defense. And they're not, they don't do it. They're not giving, really giving that effort. Then we look at the coach and say, well, that coach isn't working. The situation isn't working. And it's probably the coach because in some ways I can understand, I, I didn't like it, you know, all the way, but I can understand how you could kind of trade a norm or trade a Covington, especially as you're talking Covington and, and CJ, because you're talking again, aging players, mm -hmm. guys that are getting older that are already set in the way they play. You know, and Covington is a guy about defense. I don't think he probably had much of a of an issue playing defense because he's one of the few guys that actually did play defense on a on a consistent level and was a you know a fair defender in mm -hmm. Robert Covington. You know, for he was for, a, for the most part, he was a really good off the ball defender. But on the ball, that was the thing is he was sold to us as a great on ball defender. Like he could go up against LeBron and the other big threes. 
he couldn't. No, but but he was really good at like deflections he's, and yeah, all that kind of stuff. He's somebody that's going to get involved and make sure he gets inside of passing lanes and stuff like that. So off the ball, you're right. He was great. But again, when you play that three, that means you got to see KD. That means you got to see LeBron. That means you got to see Kawhi when he's healthy. Yeah. Paul George. So yeah, it's going to be a struggle every single night. Then you have to go guard Devin Booker and all these other guys around there. So Well, I'm curious because we had Jason Quick on this week and he was saying that basically the guys who were traded were the guys who weren't fitting Chauncey's system. No. And I was surprised to hear that Norm was included in that because Covington, I saw, you, you could watch the Blazers and see Covington had no part on this team, right? His role didn't fit. And you could watch the Blazers and see that CJ was too much of a finesse ISO player for the way Chauncey wanted to play, right? Lots of dribbling, lots of mid-range shots, lots of ball stopping. That's always been CJ's game. And he, that didn't fit into what Chauncey wanted, right? So I, I got those two moves. I was surprised to hear Norm because Norm, at least in the small amount of time that we saw him here, was a very high-energy defender. Maybe not a great defender, but high-energy defender. And he was a cutter, and he passed the ball, and he was a good three-point shooter. I was surprised by that, especially also, after the trade also Norm or just after got they paid. signed him. Also, Norm just got paid, too. That's why they cut, yeah. And he got paid to... I don't want to say he got paid for defense. He got paid to, for what he was going to be able to offer on offense. Norm was going to be the third option for the Blazers. For this year, moving forward, you know, especially after his contract, he was going to be the number three option after Dame and CJ. That was, that's why he got paid that amount of money. But, again, some guys just don't fit. And then you got a bunch of young guys. Um, Anthony Simons is in a contract year, you know, with, with him being, uh, on his rookie deal. So he's got something to prove. And then you got a bunch of guys that were just shipped here, the Justice Winslows, and uh, and Josh Hart's of the world that they still have a lot to prove. Josh Hart, as for as good as he is, has been bounced around a, a little bit, you know, in the NBA so far. And so you got a lot of guys that it's hard to tell them to go out and lose, go out and just, you know, just have fun, guys. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like a, a very kind of Pop Warner attitude. You know, when you know your team isn't going to compete, just go out there and just just do your thing, play loose, have fun. You know, and I think as a competitor. It's hard to do that. So it's been great to see some fire from these young dudes because, yeah. again, it's tough to tell a professional athlete, especially one that in most cases have been used to losing, go out there and now we're going to try to We're going to make it difficult for you to lose. Well, I also for you to win, excuse me. Yeah. And I think, too, what I'm hopeful about, and, again, we don't really know what's going on in the offseason. We do know that Joe Cronin's got this job. Like, this is his job. Yeah. He's, he's interim only in title. He's the GM. Um, Jason Quick said they hadn't even started a GM search. He's got to fix. Well, I think that because he's put them in a situation that he's got to fix yeah. at this point. So you've he, done this whole. So. He's fixed all of Olshay's errors. Now he's got to build back again to where they're a contender. Um, but what I'm curious about is we're seeing a very small window, and it's easy to get excited, and, and Blazer fans are, are particularly guilty of this, of falling for a player too quickly too soon who's pretty average to below average. But, you know, Justice Winslow's looked pretty good in this system. Is he a guy that you can keep as your bench player next year? Can he be your first forward off the bench who can dribble the ball up himself, who's a good passer, who's a good rebounder and a good defender? Does he want to stay for that? Like right now he's starting, which he hasn't done in his entire career, right? Outside of maybe when he was drafted because he was a pretty high draft pick. Yeah, was I think he went to Miami. I think he started for a while in Miami. Oh, yeah, he did. I think, I think he did. But he's been kind of... He's been kind of just like lost in the yeah. NBAC for the last few years. Like, is that the it's kind not, of player Kansas anymore who's going to be willing to come off the bench and be a good player for a full season? Or are we just seeing he's got a new environment and he's feeling good and he's got a couple of good games? And I think when you're going you know, like Josh this, Hart has looked really good in his first couple of games. But is he your starter? If you keep Damon and Ant, which is the plan, then is Josh Hart the three? If he is, then you're playing three guards again. And if not, is he your sixth man? And a good six man, and he is he okay with that? You know, see, these are all questions that I have. Of some of these guys seem to fit Chauncey Billups, but can they? Are they going to be okay with fitting Chauncey Billups off the bench? Because most of them are not going to be starters. And if a lot of these guys, you mentioned Justice Winslow and Josh Hart, if if they had really like even the makings of superstar pedigree, then I would say no. And I would say no, they're not going to want to come off the bench. But the truth is, both of those guys are the definition of like role players yeah right you know and so i think hart could be a starter hart can be a starter because he can shoot and because he has a nice a nice uh he's able to finish around around the rim you know a lot in a lot of ways he has a little bit of bounce too you know not as much as like a simons but he can uh jump as well but 
Yeah, I think he's one of those guys that can be a great role player for you. But again, putting him in the starting lineup, you just became the same team that you were six weeks ago, you know, with three undersized guards playing your one, two, and three. I don't think that's what anybody's looking for. And I'd say don't repeat the past. I do have some audio. I forgot about this. I, I want to play it next segment, and it'll lead into our conversation with Rashad pretty well. Um, Damian Lillard was on the Draymond Green podcast this last week, and uh, he talked about the CJ trade as well as the offseason and uh, some really good clips. Dame's always great when he has these clips. Absolutely. I mean, he gives great information. You know, he's, he's an honest answerer of these questions. And um, so we'll play those coming up next, and that will lead us into the discussion of the future with Dame here as Blazer. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. First, Joe. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. It is 9.35 here on your Sunday morning. My girlfriend and I are fighting about fast food in our text at the moment. I told her, I showed her the picture. I was like, oh, like Wendy's taste test for breakfast. And she went, ew. And I, and I was like, well, it's like the best of like the... It's the best of like the the big burger chains and she was like definitely not and she said she used to work there as a teenager and it's gross <laughs> and i was like well i guess that might give you some some uh some credence to say that but i then sent her my list of my rankings of them and in last place i put jack in the box because i think jack in the box is awful and she said jack in the box is her favorite <laughs> jack in the box does it depends on the burger you get but uh that uh, was a sourdough jack I had that. That was awful. Oh well, if it's if it's cold, sometimes it can be, you know, you're supposed to make it when you order it, but not that time. Yeah, I only had it once, but I remember trying that in particular, and I was like, "Nope, not for me." That's one of our high school go tos. You know, when you're at Grant, you know, everything is right there. So, okay, so we've got uh, we've got some audio. We played this on primetime this week. I thought it was really good audio, so I'm going to bring it here. Um, Damian Lillard was on the Draymond Green podcast and these are a little bit longer clips so you know buckle in good podcast though shout out to draymond green because he's he's actually pretty good yeah i mean he's kind of like damon that he is always honest and doesn't hold any punches and just says how he feels and he's good i mean it's (laughs) when you when you talk when you hear him talk you're like yep i want to hear what you have to say and uh so he was asking about the cj trade as well as about the future of the blazers so we'll begin 
with uh, Dame on the trade. Speaking of the moves that y'all y'all made uh, and trading away Norman Powell and Robert Covington, and then of course, obviously trading CJ away. And I know I've spoke to you about this before, just you and CJ. And I remember you telling me like, no, me and CJ talk all the time. Like, we know at some point this is going to happen. It's kind of just a matter of when it does happen. Obviously, it's happened now. How how did you feel about the move? Where how it. How you feel about what it was for CJ and him going to New Orleans and the type of situation it is for him, but then also what y'all got back and, and where that leaves y'all going forward? Uh, I mean, conversation going back, you know, three, four years, where it's like, I remember when we lost to New Orleans in the playoffs, it was like, man, we don't, I don't know what's going to happen at this point. We just got swept as a three seed. Like, we don't know what's going to happen, but we knew it was a possibility. And, um, you know, I think at that point, we started to line our contracts up to where we was basically on the same on the same time, you know, where, like, all right, if something's going to happen, you know what I mean? Like, we was already aware of, of what the possibilities could be. And I think that's what, that's what being solid and, you know, really being partners is about, where it's like, we know that there's a possibility. Like, I'm never going to be like, I'm never gonna hang him out there and I'm never gonna know something and and not go to him like, look, bro, I think something something might go down or whatever. You know, so like two days before it happened, we talked on the phone for a for an hour, you know, like just talking about it. So um you never like if it was gonna be something where I was gonna be moved and you know, CJ knew about it, I would never want him to be like. I would never want him to tell them, like, no, I don't do this. You know, I would want to be there on the strength of them wanting me to be there as opposed to me being there on the strength of somebody making them make me be there. So, you know, and I know he feel the same way. So, um, you know, you you get to a point where, you know, maybe maybe something run its course, you know, and you got you to gotta reroute yourself and try to figure out what's the, what's the best thing, what's the best angle to take at this point. And that's where it had reached. And, um, you know, he went into a great basketball situation, you know, with B.I. Yeah. and Zion and Valanciunas. And also, people don't realize how good C.J. really is. I think that's another thing. It's like they don't realize that how nice he really is. So, um, that shit was tough to deal with, bro. I ain't going to lie. Like, I was, you know, when you know something could be coming and you know that it's a possibility, but when it, when it happened, it's different. Like, damn. Absolutely. Like, and I kind of been stuck in that space the whole time. Like I've been watching every game in New Orleans. Like, damn, like he really ain't coming back. You know, it's over. So <laughs> that's kind of where I've been at. I still kind of haven't even really moved past it because I ain't had to play. So yeah. yeah. Like when I ain't had to get on the court and he ain't on the team no more, it's like it, it probably take a little bit longer to be like, man, it's really over, you know. So you know the the end of an era, bro. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's interesting to hear him say that he's been watching the Pelicans almost like, no, yeah. <laughs> CJ is gone. Yeah, and but it's also interesting man. that he that he what he said was, I want to be here because they want me here, not because someone said they wanted me here. You know, when talking about the CJ thing, like he said, you know, because people have asked like, oh, Dan, did you fight for CJ to stay? Right. Or, or in years past, did you tell management don't trade CJ? And he's basically saying right there, no, like if they if they want to trade CJ, they're going to trade CJ, whether or not I say that he should stay or not, because if I was in that uh, position, I wouldn't want to be here just because one player kept me here. I want to be here because the team wants me here as part of it. So I thought that was kind of interesting uh, of an angle to listen to it. No, I you know, Dame is a real one. And I, th- I think it's hard to find those dudes or those women, those people. Few and far like, between. You know, he's he's really a real one. He says what he, you know, what he means, and he means exactly what he says. And it's just, you know, it's it's hard to find that type of of genuine personality. And I, I honestly think he's going to miss his not just his teammate but his friend. You know, CJ, you grew they grew up together in the NBA. They became rich together in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like this is this is kind of this the, that's a journey that you only get to go on a few people or on on with a few people. And 
you know, he's been able to do that with with Christian James over the past, you know, 10 years or so. Um, it's it's just, this is unfortunately, this is part of the business. And everybody will tell you that is um, these things come to a head. And lots of great play players, you know, get traded and move on to do some pretty amazing things. And some of them just fall off a cliff. It's just... It's kind of one of those guys, one of those things. I think CJ is going to be the former, and going to do some pretty amazing things when, uh, when he's in New Orleans. But yeah, it was it's it's great to hear Dan be so candid and really be so, for being honest, kind of vulnerable about what his situation is and uh, really what CJ meant to him, not just as a teammate, but like I said, as, as his man. Here is a little bit on kind of what you're talking about. Y'all had a great run. Uh, we met y'all in the Western Conference Finals and in other playoff series as well. But in, and looking back on these years, I think it's uh, nine years y'all played together, or eight years. I mean, nine years as teammates, eight years because of the injuries. But um, what was your favorite moment in playing with CJ that you can go back to him and be like, that was the moment that we'll hold on to forever? Or is it just the relationship overall? Um, I'll say the relationship overall, because there was a lot of moments where I was just like, you know, that I think about, and I'm like, damn. But I think the, the moment that I think back to is, uh, and just because, like, even when CJ wasn't playing all the way up until last season, when COVID hit, me and CJ sat next to each other on the plane for the first eight years we played together. We was, like, sitting right next to each other on the plane. So we used to watch film together. We, we used to listen to music right there. We used to be watching TV shows, like, everything. Like, we used to sit right there next to each other. And, um... When we made the first move, when, you know, L.A. left and Platoon and Quest and Rolo and all them, when that team first broke up, CJ came in and he was like, bro, I got you. Like, we ain't about to just be trash. You know what I mean? Like, we probably ain't, we, it's going to take time, but, like, I'm a, I got you. And um, I remember we, like, squeaked our way into the playoffs that year, and we ended up being, like, a five seed or something like that. A five seed in 2016, that was my fourth year. And um, we played the Clippers in the first round. And in game, I think game four, CP and Blake got hurt. And then we tied the series up 2-2. And then we went to to, the, to LA game five, won that one, was up 3-2. And then we closed them out in game six at home. And I just remember, like, walking off the court, and I turned around, and he was behind me. And, and he just hugged me. And I was like, bro, we just won, <laughs> we just won a playoff series, bro, the first year. Like, we're going to be all right. <laughs> and I just remember, like, I just remember we embraced each other, and I was like, bro, we finna, like, we about to get some done. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll never forget that, because I was like, all right, you know, it's real. We, we really, mm -hmm. you know, as long as we can put it together, like, we got a chance, so. Narrator voice. It wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> they only made it further one other time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of what you were saying is – sat next to each other on the plane before covid every every day you know they they watched up together they were best friends essentially i mean I don't, maybe not best friends but they were best, best friends on the team best, yeah and uh yeah so it's going to be interesting to see when dame does come back kind of how his game changes without cj there i'll be very curious to see you know what kind of little tweaks happen or if it's going to be a lot of the same because simon's We'll slide it right in next to him and also be a great scorer. So we'll talk a little bit about that next. And then I also have one more clip talking about Dame going into the offseason here. And uh, we'll chat about, uh, you know, the increasing belief that Rashad has that the Blazers should look at trading one Damian Lillard. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. 
Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.49 here on your Sunday morning. Mike, Rashad, and Joe with you till 11 o'clock today. Hater 11 coming up at 10.30. We'll also get to the uh, TV football coach money news coming up next hour. But uh, we're in the midst of talking some trailblazers here. I got one more clip from the Dame podcast with Draymond Green, and then we'll uh, discuss the offseason ahead. Here is Dame. And so in making those moves, I think y'all will have somewhere around $60 million or something like that in cap space. Um, Like, you're turning 32, as I am turning 32 uh, next month as well. The the one thing you don't have on your side is time. And so you don't have... Like, oh, man, I can watch this play out for four years or five and and grow with this. Like, y'all have to go for it now. Do you feel confident in the team's plans and what and and what they want to do moving forward that's going to help you get what I ultimately know you want to get to, which is winning the championship in Portland? Right. No, I think um, what we've done, bro, is put ourselves in, position, in a position we have not been in. I don't think year when we signed E.T., we signed E.T., we signed Mo, we signed Chief. You know, we just signed a bunch of Myers, we signed a bunch of people. And we haven't been in this position, you know, with with talent on the roster already since since I've been here. You know, you look at what Anna's doing, and then you look at what Nas was doing before he got hurt, and then you add Nurt, like Josh Hart. Joe Ingles, like we got some some pieces to the puzzle now that we just gotta use what we have available to add to that. Um, and it's just a matter of us being able to execute that, bro. We in present, we in play to get to get something done, and um, I trust the fact that we're gonna be able to execute it, you know. And um, we just gotta, you know, we just gotta see where that lands. <laughs> That's where we at now. We just got to see where we land at at the end of it, bro. Yeah, I mean, the only worry I have from that is the slight pause before, and I trust that we'll get it done this year (laughs) because uh, that's not something that has actually been uh, happening too often in the off-seasons of of past, that uh, you've been able to get it done and get the guys that you need. But, you know, I, I appreciate that he is showing trust in Joe Cronin to uh, maybe have a bit of a different angle on these kind of things. I mean, you, you got to have that hope, I guess. One one last chance to have hope, I suppose. Right? I guess. You know, I mean, like it, it, if you're if you're Dame, that's 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 all you have right now is hope because there's really nothing as 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 much as I love Simons and I do love Simons right now and much as I've loved the way Nurkic has played. I don't see hope on this team right now. I, I, that's all it is. We, we hope that you land the free agents that you're looking for. Hope that you land the draft picks that, you know, hope fall into your life. Like, there's a lot of things that have to work out really, really well for the Blazers in order for this hope that everybody keeps talking about to come to fruition. So, I mean, call me call me jaded because, you know, I've, I've haven't been in a situation similar to this before with the Blazers. It's just, it's just, it's, I don't know. I just don't see how this is ever how this ends well for Damian Lillard, and I think that's my biggest thing. I think when you and we've been talking about, you know, you, 
I think Dame should be traded. And I know we'll get to that conversation. But well, I mean, we can start it here. It's, uh, that was going to lead that, into it. A yeah. lot of that has very little to do with Dame the as the, his play. Dame's play on the floor is elite. I just think we, at this point, we're rebuilding. Is that is that is that fair to say? Are we rebuilding right now? Because retooling means that we're, we got good players and we went out and got some other good players to make sure that we can be as competitive as the top of the West or the top of the East. I think they are attempting to reset slash retool. That's, that's not- we are still we have not reached the end of the time limit for that. Like the time limit extends into the summer. So once we get through the offseason and see the team that is out there on the court, that's where you can criticize or praise whatever it is that they're done that, that, that they've done. So I'll at say this, this point, they cleared out the garbage and now they're looking to and they brought in some pieces that appear to be useful, right? And you know, Josh Hart and and maybe Winslow and stuff like that. But you you have the big work is still left to be done. And that's coming in the summer. So I'm not fully judging them yet until we get to the off the end of the offseason because that's where we'll actually know what it is that they got done and who they brought in. The Blazers, if that's the case, if they're really gunning for free agents this summer, they need to do their part and clean up Portland. Because if I'm a rich free agent and I'm coming to visit Portland and I'm looking at all the garbage and I'm looking at all the boarded-up buildings still and I'm looking at all these things that aesthetically isn't pleasing, guess what? I'm not coming to Portland. See, I was here long enough. You don't remember when Turkaloo came here, right? No. Do you remember that story? Joe, do you remember the story? Well, I remember the story, but yeah. I don't. I, I was not here yeah, for that. Yeah, no, I was here for that. Guess what? Turkaloo's coming off a, a finals appearance with the Magic. Oh, my gosh, man. Turkaloo with the Blazers, with Brandon Roy and those guys. This could be so good for this team, right? Turkaloo's wife got here and said, ew, not staying here. No way. And guess what? <laughs> Went into that, that, that reputation that Portland can't get free agents. We got Turkaloo here, and he was like, nah, I'm good don't want to come to Portland. So they need to do their part and clean up this city or clean up the parts that they want them to see because if I come here and I see the garbage, I'm not trying to chill it. I'm not trying well, to stay. Whatever. Here. They're just they showing have, them Lake Oswego. They have anyway. they have until the, you're right. <laughs> they have until the end of this summer. If by the end of this summer this roster hasn't dramatically improved, they need to trade Damian Lillard. For Damian Lillard's sake, not because we're not going to win with Damian because clearly we're not going to win with a with the so-so roster around uh, an aging star. But the truth is, every big-name star that we can think of of recent memory that was traded during the season, what age were they traded? Let me tell you. Shaquille O'Neal, traded from the Lakers after 11 all-star appearances, appearances three, three championships, and an MVP award, traded at 31. Kevin Garnett, multiple all-star appearances, MVP, traded at 31. Ray Allen, multiple all-star appearances, first teams, all that, traded at 31. Are we sensing a pattern here? Wilt Chamberlain traded at 31. <laughs> Just one of those things. And how old so, is Damian Lillard? 31. We'll yeah. be 32 later uh, later this summer. So it's one of those things. Like, I get it, and I, I understand the love affair. Actually, I don't really, but I understand why we feel the way we feel about Damian Lillard. It's the one dude that said, I want to be in Portland. Regardless of what it looks like, regardless of the rain, regardless of everything, I want to be here. Well, I guess Kevin I- Garnett also said, I want to be here. And Minnesota said, bro, Flip Saunders, his guy, his, his mentor, man, we can't do that to you. You have to be able to. We're not going to win here. We should do that for Damian Lillard. And it's going to hurt us. But we've seen the Brandon Roy's disappoint, you know, with the, with the injuries. We've seen the disappointing Greg Oden. This is an opportunity for us to say, hey, man, you did your part. Sorry we couldn't do more for you. Let's go. But there's never been an instance where anybody's ever built around an aging star. I mean, I, I 100% see that point of it and it's logical i i mean in some ways i agree with it but the only thing that's the catch is you're doing it for dame what does dame want most he wants to stay he wants to win he wants to stay and win but well he wants to stay we can only give you one of those things well but here's here's the thing right if he just wanted to win he'd be gone he'd shook already he'd be gone so he wants to win here. Yeah. So what does Dame want most? It's that. So you say trade him for Dame's sake. Well, most stars, yes, they would they would want to go win a championship and not be held hostage by their team. I mean, he's been saying it ad nauseum this offseason because he keeps getting asked about it. He doesn't want to leave. What else and can he even, say, though? Because if he says anything else, he looks like he's flip-flopping and Rashad, wishy-washy. He can't say anything else. If 
that's not true. He can. That's no, not true at all. No, imagine how we would demolish Damian Lillard if he the same way we demolished Lamarcus for saying, you know, I'm going to be in here in Portland. And then what did what Lamarcus do? Shook the first chance he got. You know how but we you, here's the Marcus. He couldn't come to Portland without us booing him to death. There, there's a big difference. One is people like Damian Lillard way more than they like Lamarcus Aldridge. And two, the I've seen this from a ton of Blazer fans that said, I want Dame to stay. I think he should be a Blazer for life. But if he leaves, I'll respect it. And I think, yes, you'll have some fans flip-flop or, oh, you said you were going to stay and you left. I think a large percentage of fans would be like, all right, cool. Thank you for thank you for what you've done for the franchise. You know, I consider you the top or the second best player in the franchise history, you know, depending on how you want to argue it. And, you know, go go in somewhere else, right? I think people would give their blessing to that. They, there would not be as much frustration. And I think the thing with Damian Lillard is he is honest. He will say it like it is. He doesn't lie. Or, I mean, at least make big lies to us through the media. I don't know if he lies in his real life, but... You know, it's if he wanted that, he would say it. There would be no like, oh, I can't say that because I'm a flip flopper. He would say it. Imagine having a girlfriend who's smoking hot, yes. is has a good job, yes. continues to impress you over and over again, makes yes. you good meals yes. when you get home from work, rubs your back, gives you words of encouragement all the time, tells you. I can't wait for their, our lives together for the next, you You're know. You're describing my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. like uh, this, is, <laughs> this is amazing. I love everything about this. I don't want to be anywhere else. But you see her friends go and, uh, you know, they leave and go start dating the plastic surgeon who makes millions of dollars. And then you see the friend move down to L.A. and she's living her life down there. She's like, no, I love, I love my life here. But you just say, no, you deserve better than me. You can leave. Trust me, you've done everything you can with me. It's okay. You can you can go. It's Boy, all right. That is an amazing if way to look at it, Joe. If, let, let, me, let, me find you a, let me find you a better boyfriend. Do you know you holding her back? Do you know that you don't measure up to, to, to what she really wants? Then, yeah, that might be a reason to say, man, you need to level up. That might be a reason. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, like, they're trying. There's, there's one of those. Yeah, they're trying. <laughs> but, again, if I'm Damian Lillard, I'm looking at all of my peers around. We're trying, Rashad. They've been trying. They're trying, Jennifer. <laughs> I'm trying, Jennifer. Ain't that what CJ said? They've been trying for a long time. And at this point, like, hey, man, like, I'm, trying to, I'm tired of trying to make it work. I want it to work. Well, and let's just work. say that your dad was Neil O'Shea. <laughs> Yeah, and, and he now, was holding you back for a few years. He was holding you back, he and now you've got a kicks. new dad, and he's got some promise. <laughs> he's very quiet and kind of creepy, but he's got some promise, and yeah. uh, you want to give him a chance. Yeah, creepy stepdad. That's always worked out for people, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. I mean, <laughs> it's worked out for plenty of people. Yeah. Uh, you see those those viral videos that go around of the kids giving them the you know the the papers like, oh yeah, I want you to be my real dad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's nice. And you cry because that's it's so nice. emotional. That's nice. Hope that happens with 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 Dane, but and let's be real about Hito Turkoglu too. Yeah. Let's be thankful. Oh, we kind of no, dodged no, the bullet on that one. Yeah, no, we definitely dodged the bullet with the Turkoglu thing. But I'm it's just, just the optics of get... losing a top free agent. Yeah, I get it. But the fact that Hito Turkoglu was a top free agent too is very. He funny. was good for his time. He, he was good. I think that was just the last year that he was. It also good. sucks. We missed out on Roy Hibbert too. Damn. <laughs> Up until that year, he was good. <laughs> I remember that. Thank God. What team matched that? Thank God. Oh, see, Toronto? Who was it? Was it, was it Indiana? Who was it? Because didn't the Blazers offer him the max and it got matched? Whew. Boy, oh, boy. That's a that's a really good way to look at it, Joe. I've never thought of it like that. Your girlfriend is telling you how much she loves you and wants to be with you, but you are like, no, 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 no. You go find someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm holding you back. Hey, are you holding her back? If she's all this good jobs, and what does she? What does she want? And you're holding the sign, like be the with progressive you? guy, you know, like hey, I'm just hey, at saying. least you're making money. I guess that's true. This is hitting too close to home. All right, <laughs> uh, coming up next, it's <laughs> hour two of two. We've got a uh, hate it or love it coming up, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Sean McVay news as well. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.